Okay, we are in Sefer Amos, Perik Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Koamar Hashem, Ashlosha Pishei Moav, Ba'alarba Lo Ashivena. So we have seen in Perik Aleph the Navi direct prophecies against the traditional enemies or the historical enemies of B'nai Israel. In Perak Aleph, there were five of them. Aram, the Philistines, uh, Sidon, Tyre, Ammon, Edom. And they all varied through history as enemies. What doesn't vary is the homiletic device the Navi uses Amos, as we've explored. He takes the expression, uh, let's say we're talking about Amon. For three sins that Amon has done, I can overlook, I can forgive. The fourth, I cannot forgive. He mentions the fourth, and then we'll describe the punishment. Um, some say that from this we learn the halacha, that man is forgiven the first three times he sins or does a certain sin. The fourth time, no, he will get the punishment. And the Mephorshim differ on the question, does he get the punishment for all four sins now cumulatively or just for the fourth? So we see we're going to use that device again in Perak Bays today. We've got one more foreign nation to deal with, Moab. Then we have got a prophecy of the same nature to Yehuda. But as we've said, most of Amos is directed to the Asara Shratim, to the ten tribes, the northern kingdom. Yehuda is sort of an afterthought. So let's begin. On the three sins of Moab, and the fourth, I will not forgive her. Very mysterious. That they have burnt the bones of the king of Adam into limestone. They burned the bones till they became so dry and then used the ashes for limestone in construction. So you have to go back to Malachim Bays for that. In a incident where there was an alliance, well better we read the Radak, let me read it to you. That in Malachim there is an alliance between Yehuda Yisrael and Edom against Moab. And there is a battle where the prince of Edom is captured. And he is killed, brutally killed by Moab. And out of that comes a tremendous anger to Israel because Edom kind of holds Israel responsible for this. And out of that comes the anger uh, and Moab is going to be held responsible because one, it is regicide, they killed the king. Two, nonetheless, Edom, if you consider it, they've killed a descendant of, of Yaakov for this. And so for that, they are punished. Al-Safu Atzmos Melech Adam Lasid. Uh, 
And therefore, Vishilachti Ashmamoa, I will send a fire to Moa, Vahla Armanos Hakirios, it will eat the palaces of Kyrios, which was a principal city of Moa, Umes Bishaon Moa, Betrua Bakol Shofar. And they will die in the battle, the din and noise and storm and drang of war, with the shofar blowing, etc. The Karti Shofate near Kirbe, I will see that all their judges are killed. The Chalsareha, their officers, the Herodimo, will kill with them. Uh, kill with them. Omar Hashem, thus says the Kaddish Baruch And now we turn our attention momentarily to Malche Yehuda, again using that same rhetorical device, Three sins of Yehuda I will overlook. Uh, the fourth I will not. What is it? That they hated. Masam is a very strong adjective. They hated the Torah of Hashem, the mitzvahs, the chukim, the laws, lo shamru, they did not observe, vayatum kizvehem asher hochu avosam, and they followed kizvehem, the lies, kizvehem, that their fathers taught them or have corrupted them with uh, during their existence. In other words, it's generational. So some say, ashlosha pishay Yisrael, some say that this was the three major um, Averos. In other words, they did Avodazara, they did um, um, Lashon Hara, they did Gilearayos. Um, this is the fourth that I will not abide. Some say it's the kings of Yehuda. We saw Menashe, how evil he was. His son Amon, his son Yehoyakim. Those three kings, nothing was done. Then comes Sikiyahu, the fourth king. That's the Arbalo Ashivena. They will be punished for that. Koamar Hashem, Ashlosha Pishe Yisrael, Val Arbalo Ashivena, Amachram, Bekesef Tzadik, Vevion Bavur Nalayim. Now, Israel. I have forgiven the first three sins, but the second, the fourth rather, I will not, that they have sold for silver the tzaddik, the evyon bavur nalaim, and the poor for shoes. What does that mean? Al-Mahram Bekeset tzaddik is an explanation of the terrible corruption of the entire judicial system in Israel. In other words, they were so corrupt and so venal. Rashi gives the example of a man had a field that was next to a field that someone wanted. One of the ruling classes wanted his field. They would bring some fictitious charge against him and the judges would go along and he would have to surrender his land uh, to them. They would use every venality, every form of corruption. That is what they're going to be punished. Vevyon bavur nalayim is a very interesting expression. The poor folk shoes. That could be um, that they would, in fact, 
steal the possessions legally, quote, close quote, because of the judicial system, something that they wanted. Even shoes, they were so corrupt. But if Yom Bavur Nalayim to some Mephoshim means something very different. It's referring to Yosef, Mechiras Yosef, that they sold him to the Ishmaelim or they sold him into slavery for shoes. That's what the Medrash tells us. And it is because of this, and it is no accident, that from here, this is used as the maftir for Parsha Svayeshev, which tells the story of Yosef's mechira into slavery. <coughs> Continues the Navi. V'chashbiyem al-afar aretz baroj dalim v'derech anovim yatu. And they spread out on the ground all that acquired property that they have taken from people and the grapes, they have stolen vineyards, they have stolen wine cellars, and they spread it out on the floor of their Avodazara. They immediately transferred the use. They are so brazen and they so without humility that their stolen corrupt possessions are spread out to the Baal to their temples. The Ishra Aviv, and this is considered the sine qua non of just a lack of humility and shame. The Ishra Aviv, Yelchu El Hanara, Laman Halel Hashem Kodshi. The father and son go to the same prostitute just to mitame the shame of Hashem. There is no shame, there is no dignity, there is no humility. And they spread these garments that they have stolen in front of the Mizbeach. Again, Mizbeach is not the Mizbeach in the tell it's the Mizbeach of the Baal. The Yayin Anushim, the wine that they have stolen people's vineyards that they've appropriated, Yishtu Beis Elohim. They use it not for the Beis HaMikdash, they use it in the temples of their Avodah Zorah. That's how far they have, in fact, sunk. Continues, And I slaughtered the Amorites. The Amorites were the most powerful nation of the seven nations of Canaan. I slaughtered them in a miraculous victory. They were like the most powerful cedar trees, the most mighty of oaks. Do you not remember? I slaughtered them. And I gave you that miraculous victory, so as the Mephoshim say, so you would learn the evil of the Amorites. Rather, you have internalized whatever the Amorites did. And with the Amorites, I destroyed their fruit from the top and from the bottom, their trees, their vegetation, their people. And you do not grasp it that this is what I did miraculously for you. You've learned nothing. And then look at it historically. I took you out of Egypt. For 40 years, I led you in the desert to conquer the Amorites. Moreover, look what I have done for your children. I've made your sons, your young sons, Nevi'im, Umi Bachurehem, 
I have taken your young sons and made them nauseous. As Rashi says, uh, I deliberately diverted them from the influence of the Canaanites and made them nauseous. Instead, they did denial of the pleasures uh, and the decadence. I separated you. I made them, as I say, Nazirim. I made them Nevi'im. The Ramban tells us that Navi has the Kedusha. I'm sorry, a Nazir has the Kedusha of a Navi. Uh, that's how sanctified he is. Ha'af zos b'nei Yisrael zos. Is this not true? Do you not see what I have done for you? Vatishku es Nazirim. Not only did you ignore them, you went out of your way to pervert them, to divert them, to despoil them from their mission. You fed them wine deliberately to get them away from abstinence from wine. You said, don't you dare, don't you dare prophesy. So you rejected, without even realizing the goodness I've tried to do for you, you have made them objects of contempt. Interesting metaphor that I will uh, burden you like one Burdens you are close to like a wagon of sheaves. Wagon so filled that it can't move. Um, in other words, you will not be able to have any mobility when the enemy attacks. So, Hagaloham Leo Loamir. For Avadma knows me call, and the swift of foot will be tar, will not get away, he will be fatigued. The chazak lo the strong will not even be able to summon his strength, lo yameitz kocho, the gibor lo yamaleit nasho, and the strong one cannot, again, summon his courage and his ability to fight. So you will be totally rendered immobile. And continues, He who draws the arrow will not even have the strength to stand and draw the bow. The He who is normally swift of foot will be too tired and weak to flee. The the, the cavalry, that horsemen who fight these wars, lo yimaleit nafsho, will not be able to save his soul. And even the bravest among you, the most soldierly, the most uh, courageous among you, will flee naked from the field. He will shed his clothes, perhaps to get greater mobility, or he will be stripped of his clothes. He will be rendered helpless and mobile. And thus concludes the prophecy for the moment to Israel. Tomorrow we will get again to a direct message pleading with B'nai Yisrael of Tshuva, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. You won't want to miss it. Ad Khan. Yeah.